All right, what's up, guys? Thanks for joining us for another community AMA. So usually what we do is we go through the AMA questions on our Discord first, and then if we ever run out, we switch over to Twitter. Um, today, I saw that um, we have someone uh, requesting to speak on Twitter already, so I think I'm going to start over there. And then after that, we can move to the Discord questions. So... Let me invite Cuffy on stage, and uh, yeah, let's hear their question. What? Just want to say, first of all, I feel honored that you've chosen me to speak first over the Discord members. I know there's probably a few in there with some really good questions. Um, but hello, my name is Cuffy. That's what they call me, anyways. Uh, big fan of the project, been holding a lot of the NFTs, and obviously I swapped points from one coin to another, and Infinity helps facilitate all of that, so very happy with the product so far. I'm curious, uh, you know, what have you guys done for cybersecurity in the past? It's not something I've exactly looked into for Infinity, but it's something I kind of focus on. I was just curious if you even have a security partner. Yeah, so um, I guess, are you referring to whether we are audited or not? Um, at the minimum, yes. Uh, just out of curiosity. Yeah, so we're not audited yet. Um, getting an audit is on our roadmap. It's uh, It's been on our roadmap from the very start before we did our VEIDO. Um, but to do the audit, we first want to build out all the things that we said we were going to build out um, so that we can get everything audited all at once. Um, so some of the things we haven't built out yet, um, most notably, is the mechanism for acquiring more protocol-owned liquidity. So this is where we sell Lefinity at a discount to acquire LP tokens. And we don't have that program yet because uh, main reason being we still have liquidity that's not been deployed yet. So we will probably build that after we deploy all our liquidity. And then we also have the bribing mechanism, which we also have to build out. So yeah, the plan is to first build all those things and then get the audit after that. Amazing. Yeah. Um... If at any point in time you think you might need help with it or you're ready to get audited, I mean, I know I'm really good. Uh, uh, I mean, check out, if you check my bio, cybersecurity plug, it's kind of all I focus on. And as a community member as well as a cybersecurity guy, I just want to make sure all this stuff is secure in the first place. So, um, you know, I would, would like to see a lot of this stuff through because I know how much liquidity goes through your guys' pools, and I would hate to see it, you know, disappear. So... If you want to stay in touch, you need a cybersecurity guy. Awesome, dude. Appreciate that. Thanks for that big speak. Appreciate it. On to the next. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks for thanks for the question. Um, let's see. Looks like we have another request to speak. All right, we have a uh, River Gorilla. How's it going? Hey. What even is this project? I just got showed this project right now to my friend, but he didn't explain anything what this project was. Can you explain it to me? 
Yeah, sure. So there's a lot going on with our project. So um, did your friend show you the NFTs or the tokens? He showed me both. He showed me the NFT and then the token. But uh, what it is, and he just he got off right now. So yeah, I can't really explain it to me. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'll just give you the broad overview. So uh, most fundamentally, we're a DEX. So we facilitate trading. Um, and uh, yeah, we have two parts to our project, two major parts, the NFTs and the tokens. So the NFTs is what we started with. We raised a bunch of soul through selling these NFTs, our flares. And then we deposited all, the, all that soul into our liquidity pools. Uh, and so we use it to trade on our decks. And that earns trading fees and also a market making profit. And uh, we didn't take, the team didn't take any profit from the sale of the NFTs. All of it went into the liquidity pools where it still, still is. And uh, the revenue from the trading fees and also the royalties from the NFTs are used to buy back the NFTs. So yeah, it, it gradually, the mechanism is intended to gradually increase the floor price over time. So that's a TLDR of the NFTs. And then our tokens, um, we did an IDO about two months ago, um, raised capital. We put about 80% of what we raised into the pools. So kind of similar to the NFTs and then 20%, about 20% went to fund the team. And that works like a revenue sharing model, um, and also does buybacks. So if you, so the token is LFNTY. So these Lefinity tokens, you can lock them to get VE Lefinity. And the more VE Lefinity you have, the larger share of the revenue you get. Um, so basically like half of the revenue is distributed directly to VE Lefinity holders. And then the other half is used for buybacks of Lefinity. That's uh, the, the TLDR of Lefinity. Wait, so when did you guys sell out? And when you guys sold out, did you mainly keep it in Seoul or did you instantly transfer it to USDC? Or what was the percentage like? Yeah, so we sold out um, in December. Yeah, we did our, we sold the NFTs in December, um, 1.5 Seoul each. We sold out in about two hours and we converted Let's see. I believe we can we we just immediately sold like half the soul or something. It's like back when soul was hundred and seventy dollars or something. And uh, yeah, so because we needed to sell half the soul or we needed USDC so we could provide liquidity on our decks. So yeah. I see. So half the soul was turned into USDC, and then the other half is allocated to soul to be used on the decks. Um, yeah, so you, you, we just paired the USDC with the soul and deposited that into our decks. Uh, I got it. I appreciate it, man. Uh, I love other people talking here. Cool, no worries. Always great to see new people joining. So, yeah, thanks for the question. All right. Uh, let's see. Is there anyone else? I don't think there is. All right, cool. So... For now, let's move on to the questions on the Discord then. All right. Here we go. All right. So first question we have from Tajuma. They ask, could you please speak a bit, a bit 
could you, excuse me, could you please speak a bit about how the team prioritizes where to put its development efforts first? Does it always work like making, quote, making things to improve Lefinity's unique selling point is greater than anything else, end quote? Or do you have regular meetings to tweak the near-term strategy? Um, yeah, so basically the, currently, basically the overall structure of how we prioritize things is um, the number one priority is increasing the profitability of our protocol. Um, everything else is more of a cosmetic thing, a UI UX thing. Um, so yeah, what's most important to us is making more money more efficiently. And so anything that falls in that category takes precedence. And then like UI and UX, these things are also important, just not as important, right? And then um, also, yeah, things that are like convenient. So, I mean, so just to give, just to give some examples. Um, so we're always monitoring our pools and their current fees and their level of concentration and things like this. So we tweak these parameters. Um, we mentioned recently that we've been uh, changing the fees. We doubled it from 0.04 to 0.08. And now we've been testing 0.12% as well. Um, the optimal level of fees uh, often changes depending on the market circumstances. Basically, how how wide a spread other market makers are quoting, and how much liquidity they have. So yeah, it's something we have to continually adjust. And uh, another thing we're doing to increase profitability is open opening new pools. So we recently just opened a UXD Soul pool. And some of you may have seen the announcement where we're going to be opening a Pi Soul pool as well. Both of those pools are part of our market making as a service um, offering that we uh, announced maybe a month ago or so. And uh, yeah, we're looking to do more of those types of partnerships because um, they are good for profitability and also opens an avenue for us to deploy more liquidity. Um, if the protocol chooses the liquidity as a service option instead of the market making as a service option. So yeah, those are those are the types of things that take priority. And then some of the secondary things. One is uh, I just made an announcement today about our compound to VE Lefinity button. So this is where users will be able to, instead of just claiming their reward assets, uh, talking about VE Lefinity holders right now, Instead of just claiming their assets, they'll be able to, um, with a click of a button, convert all of their reward assets to four-year locked VE Lefinity. Um, this is something that a bunch of people have been asking for, so you know it's a quality of life improvement type of thing, and um, it's also good for keeping rewards in the ecosystem, um, or in other words, like it's good for the price of Lefinity. Um, Let's see what else. Oh yeah, so we have like dashboards, which is something we've talked about for a while, um, but it hasn't been like at the top of the priority list. Um, but I mean like lots of people want more visibility into data related to Lefinity, whether that's our decks or the tokens or the flares. 
Um, so like it would be a great quality of life improvement. Um, I know there's tons of stats that I would like to see, but that doesn't inc increase profitability. So that's why it's not a top priority. Um, yeah. So I hope that gives some context right now. Like, uh, there's just so much to do in terms of increasing profitability. I think at some later point, there will be much less to do. And that's when we'll be able to dedicate more time to um, these other aspects. But yeah. Yeah, I hope that clarifies how we prioritize things. All right, let me take a sip. All right, next question. We have Aneti asking, when could we see a dashboard that lists real-time data, like the number of VE Lefinity staked and the number of X Lefinity and Lefinity in circulation? Yes, I guess I just kind of talked about this, but um, looking at our dashboards channel in our Discord, um, we have a lot of stats that we want to show. Um, it's pretty detailed. Um, so yeah, those things are definitely planned, those things and much more. Um, and yeah, I guess I just talked about how they are prioritized, which is why we don't have them yet. Um, but yeah, the dashboards is something we will probably release gradually. Like we're not going to get every single stat uh, in that channel all at once. We'll add them uh, one by one or in chunks. So yeah, no timeline for it, but I mean, yeah, definitely something we're working on. So yeah. All right, Dioforce asks, did you do the surprise flare buyback? Yeah, so about an hour ago or something, there was somebody bought like 50 flares all of a sudden <laughs> and uh, raised the floor price quite a bit. So I think they're referring to that. Um, but yeah, that was not us. That was somebody else. Uh, I still don't know who that was. They also bought a bunch of Lefinity tokens. Um, but yeah, no surprise buyback from us. Epromino asks, do you have a plan to do an AMA with our existing and upcoming partners, such as UXD, Pi, Hubble, and Marinade? The AMM can be hosted, or the AMA can be hosted in their respective discords for better exposure of Lefinity and why they choose to have liquidity on our decks. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about that at all. So yeah, we can definitely consider that. Let's see. Yeah, let me just take a note real quick. Uh, let's see, AMA with partner protocols. Yeah, no promises, but yeah, I think that is a good idea at the very least. All right, cool. Um, well, we've already reached the end of our questions so far, although these do tend to trickle in, so we'll wait. Uh, nobody raising their hand on Discord, I mean, uh, Twitter either. So yeah, I guess I'll just wait a little bit. Um, yeah, so usually we do our AMAs about like eight hours later from now, but uh, wanted to switch it up, give people from different time zones the opportunity to join. So 
All right, we got Lieutenant Lollipop requesting to speak. So, how's it going? I don't. I don't know if you're talking. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Did you have a question? Yeah, so I just had one question about the uh, governance scope on flares. Is there any, I just couldn't recall and uh, there wasn't any other questions. So was there any link or that, did, was it ever specified what the full scope of the governance in the flare DAO is or what a flare allows within the uh, flare DAO itself? Yeah, so in our original article introducing the flares, we mentioned that the flares govern the bot back flares. Um, and that is the extent of what they govern. They now also have some funds um, that have mainly come in from the graveyard exchange and also from the, uh, the auction we did for that rare flare. Um, I think there's something like 40 soul or something in the DAO wallet. So there's that also. Um, but yeah, the, the flares do not govern, for example, the buyback mechanism um, or the, the flare-owned liquidity. So like the team can offer to... The, 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 the team can be like... A, they can give a choice to the flares regarding certain things. But yeah, the flares don't have like detailed um, control over those funds or the mechanism. And that's, I think that's really the, the key piece is that any alterations to things like flare own liquidity to that group by the team, correct? So you got cut off a bit there. Um, could you repeat that? Sorry. Uh, is is this better? Yeah, I think so. I can hear you. Okay. Um, so basically, the key point here is that in elements of the flare DAO or the flares, whatever it is, like the protocol and liquidity, governance is limited to the scope of the team having to push anything regarding liquidity or things not uh, regarding the graveyard flares, basically. Um, the, that would have to be pushed up by the team and initiated by, by the team. If there's any type of discussion regarding uh, things within the flare graveyard, or again, like you said, the flare uh, wallet from the auction, that would be within scope of the governance of the flare DAO to initiate Votes, correct? Potentially develop into votes. Yeah, 100%. Like, like anything can potentially turn into a vote. Um, it's basically so it's similar to like uh, Lefinity's the the token's current state. If you read part five of the tokenomics, we basically say that the team decides what things will be put to a vote, and so it's like similar um with the flares uh, basically like we i i think our community knows like we deeply care about what the community thinks 
And so like we're always taking input from the community. And if there's like something about the flares that like there's a significant con consensus in the co community that they don't like and they want to change, like it's very likely that we will change that. Um, but yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, that perfectly answers it. No, I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, man. Always, uh, it's it's great to have you in the community, and always uh, love that you're you're so vocal and so active. Of course, uh, happy to help. All right. In the meantime, we've gotten a bunch of questions on the Discord. It looks like so. I'm gonna return to those. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Kalon asks, now that you removed the Lefinity X Lefinity ARB, could you explain a bit how the LP pool will benefit VE holders now? All right, so just to give everyone some context, Kalon is referring to a recent proposal where we create a Lefinity X Lefinity pool, and then we also buy back xlefinity in addition to lefinity um, and then we also add liquidity to the lefinity xlefinity pool so it's a pretty complex um, proposal and i don't i don't want to get into every single detail right now but that's the gist of it and so when kalon says that we removed the lefinity xlefinity arb what he means is um, the proposal says to buy back whichever is cheaper. At least the original proposal said to buy back whichever is cheaper. So if there's a gap between Lefinity and X Lefinity, our buybacks would always um, work to close that gap, um, buying whichever one is cheaper. So actually, that was the original proposal. But actually, um, this is not true that we have removed the ARB. Um, in the new proposal, there's two requirements that have to be passed for us to buy xlefinity. The first one is that the xlefinity has to be at least 10% cheaper than lefinity. So that already makes the um, closing of the ARB impossible. The max that we can close the ARB is up to 10%. Um, so for example, if lefinity is at 40 cents, we can only buy xlefinity if it's 36 cents or less. Um, so actually, that ARB will still be there. The ARB he's talking about, by the way, for VE Lefinity holders is where they unlock their VE Lefinity. They get access to their Lefinity tokens, unlocked Lefinity tokens. They can then sell those Lefinity on the market for, say, like 40 cents, and then use that to buy X Lefinity at, say, 36 cents. And now you've increased your uh, X or yeah your four-year locked VE Lefinity stack. So that ARB is still possible with this modified proposal um, because we can't close the gap entirely. There's still that 10% gap that we can't close. And actually, that's just the first condition. The second condition is that um, let's see. The price implied by the Lefinity X Lefinity pool also serves as a cap. So, um, if 
yeah, so that can't be higher than the discount of Xlifinity on the market. Um, that's a mouthful. Anyways, yeah, if, if anyone's interested in looking, I, I just encourage you to read the announcements because it's pretty long. And uh, yeah, it's better suited for that, I would say. But anyways, the, the ARB is still there. TLDR, the ARB is still there. Um, the, the protocol, when it buys Xlifinity, it's basically just buying it when it's like very favorable to us. And also we're not providing um, like too much exit liquidity to Xlifinity holders. Um, that's the intention behind the modified proposal. All right, so second part, or your question is, uh, could you explain a bit how the LP pool will benefit VE holders now? The LP pool. When you say the LP pool, I guess you're talking about the Lifinity, X-Lifinity pool. Kalon is typing. Okay, they say I've pretty much explained it. Um, yeah, but I guess I'll just briefly try to explain what the benefit of creating that pool at all is and the protocol providing liquidity to it. So <clears throat> somebody created a Lifinity, Xlifinity pool on Sencha, which is a protocol for permissionlessly creating um, constant product market makers. <laughs> All right, Lieutenant Lollipop <laughs> was the one who created that pool. I don't know if they wanted um, <laughs> to be named or not. But anyways, yeah, I guess they're proud of it. So <laughs> more power to you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that pool was created, and uh, yeah, so basically people could then deposit Lifinity and Xlifinity to start earning trading fees um, when people traded on that pool. And because it's a constant product pool, um, it basically has a tighter spread than on Serum. On Serum, like the spread tends to be quite wide for Xlifinity. Like right now, the lowest bid is 39 cents and the or the highest bid rather is 39 cents and the lowest ask is 46 cents so let's see that's a seven cent spread uh what percent is that is that like a 15 percent spread i don't know it's it's quite large so like um yeah that's the downside from the from the taker's perspective, that is a downside of that pool. Whereas if you have a constant product pool, um, the spread is basically just the trading fee plus the slippage. And so often that can be less than, um, you can get a better price on these constant product pools than you will on Serum. Not always, but sometimes. And also it's a much easier way to provide liquidity um, if you want to capture those fees. Um, if you're on Serum, you know, basically what you want is like a bot that adjusts your bids and asks um, depending on what other people place there, which is like pretty complex, right? Like you need to be a programmer to like do this effectively. Um, and if you're just like looking to get like stink bids build where you have like a bid for 20 cent X Lifinity, you know, like you can do that, of course. You just place a bid there and hope somebody uh, fills it. But if you're trying to do like at the top of the book, 
like the highest bid and the lowest ask, then you probably need a bot um, if you want to get much volume anyways. But if you use a constant product pool, you don't need to do that. Like everyone's on the same playing field. Um, it's a level playing field. Um, you just deposit liquidity and the rest is automated. So it's like very convenient. Um, anyways, so once that pool was created, um, it had a 0.3% fee, uh, which is pretty low, I think. So basically like you could increase the fee much more, I think and still quote better prices than Serum. Um, so it, it seems like a missed opportunity. And since that pool is already created, we think it makes sense to create a pool on our own decks. So we ourselves can capture those trading fees. And we can also add just the fee. We can make it like say 1%, which would be much more. Um, yeah. So the benefit of creating the pool to VE liquidity holders is that if we provide liquidity into it, then we can capture trading fees, which just get captured in the pool. So basically it, it will gradually take out liquidity and X liquidity out of the circulating supply, lock it in the pool, which increases liquidity. And also, I mean, if there's less liquidity and X liquidity, it makes them that much more valuable. So it's, it just seems like a win-win for the for the Lifinity ecosystem as a whole. All right, Whew. that was a long, long rant. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna move on to the next question. We have White Turtle Bill asking, how does the team feel about the improvement in statistics from the Lifinity revenues when comparing the last two months? Um. Let's see, last two months. So let's take a look at those. In our monthly revenue channel, you can see our monthly revenue, although it's not perfectly monthly yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, so in uh, May, we, we had an APR of 12%. And then, in June, we had we also had an APR of twelve percent, but um, as explained in the announcement, um, we actually were more profitable. So the thing is, the way the APR is calculated, it's based on the price of Lifinity. So that means all else being equal, if the price of Lifinity goes up, the APR goes down, because the APR is denominated, or yeah, the revenue is denominated in assets that are not Lifinity. Um, we just show it as USD. So if the USD value of Lifinity goes up, then the percent amount you're earning per Lifinity goes down. I hope that makes sense. So from May to June, the value of Lifinity went up, and therefore, the APR, all else being equal, went down. But, so what that means is the absolute, but yeah, and then we ended up with approximately the same APR. So what that means is in absolute terms, like if you think about it from the perspective of how much USD did our DEX earn per day, for example, then the amount increased, uh, which is a good sign. It, it means we became more profitable. 
But of course, that's you know dependent on a lot of factors like uh, how much trading volume there was, uh, and uh, how how fierce the competition is. And uh, I mean, it's 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 very multivariate. Um, you can't just like say, oh, the Dex improved its uh, market making abilities. Um, yeah, there's a lot of factors, so it's like not that straightforward. But anyways, all things considered the uh, profitability going up is obviously a great thing so yeah um yeah uh yeah to answer your question how does the team feel about it i mean we feel we feel good and uh we're adding more pools so that should improve profitability so yeah it's good <laughs> all right k50 uh, K57 asks, if one day a similar oracle to Pith comes to another blockchain, do you plan to deploy Lefinity on that blockchain? Um, Maybe, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like we get this question quite frequently, but whether to launch on another blockchain is like, that's a huge, huge project, you know? Um. Like everything's gonna be different. <laughs> like I don't know where to start. You know, first of all, the chain. So, I mean, I don't even I don't even know what it means to have a similar oracle to Pith on another chain, because um, what really matters for the design of our market making mechanism is the latency. Um, Solana is aiming for four hundred millisecond block times. Right now, it's like six hundred milliseconds or something. On other chains, it's much, much slower. Like, uh, I always forget. Ethereum is like 3 seconds or 13 seconds or something. can't remember. Uh, but yeah, like all other chains are basically tend to be much slower than Solana. And that opens us up to greater front-running risk. So, yeah, I, like, yeah. It's a very difficult. So that's one thing. And then, like, if it's on another blockchain, we have to program everything from scratch, probably, in another language, whatever uh, language that chain utilizes. And so that's a whole other thing. Like, you know, what if our devs don't even know that language? What if they have to learn it? Like, that'd be a huge, huge time sink. Time sink, right? So. Um, yeah, there's just like so many considerations and also like the, uh, the competition will look very different than it does on Solana. Um, yeah, like everything, literally everything would be different. So it's like a huge consideration. So like, um, will we one day deploy on another blockchain? Like I have no fucking clue, <laughs> like maybe, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's not something we're focused on right now. That's, that's the bottom line. Like right now. Uh, let's, we're just focused on Solana, you know, let's, uh, become majorly successful here first, and then we can start thinking about things like that. Right now, there's just so much left to do on Solana. So yeah, we're just going to keep trucking along that path. All right. Let's see. JCX04 asks, hey, do you have any update about the proposal made to Marinade a few days ago? I apologize if this was already addressed. 
Yeah, so um, let's see. I'm not sure how much of the discussion on the forums you read. Like that's that's how you can stay up to date. Um, so after the proposal, someone asked some questions. I wrote a very long response um, explaining how um, Lefinity was beneficial to Marinade, why it requires a custom oracle, and stuff like that. And then just yesterday, um, one of the team members responded. So I've I have to respond to that. Um, yeah, they they responded like right before I went to bed, and then I had a bunch of stuff to do this morning. So I'm gonna be working on that today. Um, yeah, so like not really much concrete things I can say. Like just check it out on the forums is what I would say. That's where you can keep up to date. All right, Benox asks, can you comment on the state of blockchain DeFi? Well, that's a very broad topic. Um, sure, go ahead. No, no, I, I what? <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna pop out of nowhere like that, you know, now you gotta answer it. I'll just say it's good. It will be better in the future. It'll continually get better. Yeah, I mean, I'm on board with that. <laughs> um, yeah, DeFi. Wow, so broad. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have much, much of anything intelligent to say on that. Or uh, maybe you can uh make your question more specific, and then maybe I can say something worth listening to <laughs> but yeah otherwise like lieutenant lollipop said it's good and it'll get better i mean that's like my broad view on it well to be quite honest we don't know what it's going to lead to right now we're still figuring a lot out we see a lot of pieces a lot of mechanisms that could work well together and we see a lot of potential that people are putting these pieces together we're going to see what it can really come to fruition to in the next few years we'll build off that platform i think uh to innovate and build a lot of what the next few decades probably going to be built off of yep i'm i'm in agreement with that so all right gonna check if uh anyone on twitter is requesting to speak yeah we have wilfred michael I've uh, brought you on stage. How's it going? Uh, you're muted in case uh, you're not aware. Okay, can you hear me? Hey, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so I was also going to comment a little on the question about uh, we're going to see in DeFi over the next few years. For instance, yeah, you know, one of the reasons I uh, apparently got interested in Definity is uh, how you uh, structure the project. 
right? It's a, it's a lot of improvement on uh, what we've known DeFi for. Most of the DEXs are just concentrated on uh, liquidity mining incentives and uh, it's especially unique that Infinity chose to go on a different path. Uh, so that, I think it gives a glimpse of uh, what we are going to see in DeFi over the next uh, few years. And uh, we are gradually moving away from the basics, right? Uh, liquidity mining and all those other farming incentives that don't add much value to the ecosystem instead of uh, dumping prices on uh, retail investors, right? So we are probably going to start funds in the, in the years ahead and I'm, I'm highly optimistic about uh, what people are building and uh, We'll see like a lollipop set. We'll see over the next few years how far we can take it from here. Yeah, I uh I partially agree. I think it depends on the person. Like uh I think so people like you and me who have, you know, probably been wrecked by um some other dexes um <laughs> and impermanent loss and uh like played that uh, liquidity mining game. Um, I know I did and uh, almost always did not end well for me. Um, so us like, you know, we're like that, that experience is what causes us to look for other projects that are doing things differently and are earning sustainable yield. But if you're new to blockchain, like, you know, I think there, there will still be plenty of people <laughs> who come in and just see the APR and are like, holy shit, got to and then they ape into it and you know like you just got to experience it like similar to you know how you often hear people talk about um if this is your first cycle in crypto then you're gonna get wrecked <laughs> but like uh in your second cycle you're more aware so you don't get as wrecked and uh yeah it's like a learning process right so and like since most of the world is still not into crypto like there's still going to be tons of people, I think, who go through that that uh, learning experience. <laughs> so yeah, I think there's still um, much more progress to be made in terms of like education and stuff. Um, For the record, I've gone through three cycles and I've been wrecked each time. So <laughs> I'm learning hedging now. <laughs> hey, better late than never, right? <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. It looks like Binox has asked a follow-up question. So it says, does the shit show elsewhere highlight how robust the Lafinity protocol is? It's non-Ponzi, low risk, and designed to be agnostic to market volatility. Yeah, I mean, I think the low risk is debatable. Um, it depends on what which aspect you're talking about, probably. You know, some people will look at, like, we're not audited, we're not open source, um, our team isn't doxxed, you know. For some people, those things matter immensely, and so they would not call it low risk. Uh, I think it's difficult to argue that we're a Ponzi. So, yeah, I think the non-Ponzi part is um, definitely awesome. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely able to handle market volatility better than other DEXs or, you know, T or in other words, we 
mitigate a lot of impermanent loss or even reverse it sometimes. Yeah. Not sure if that was a question or if it was you're answering your own question. <laughs> Anyways, um, Autocatalytic asks, how's the custom Oracle working so far for the UXD pool? Uh, I think it's working good. So right now it's, um, it has about 400K of volume for about a 1 million in liquidity pool. So this is like, uh, it's not, it's not, it doesn't have as much volume as Sol USDC or Sol USDT has, which is expected since um, UXD isn't traded as much as USDC or USDT. But like that's quite decent volume. Um, so yeah, I think it's doing good. Um, one thing that's still yet to be seen is how it does in terms of impermanent loss. So yeah. We'll have to wait and see how it fares relative to like Sol USDC for the market making profit part. But yeah, trading fees looking pretty good so far. Uh, Lieutenant Lollipop says, when Lifinity Hawaii Yacht Party? <laughs> yeah, uh, hmm, probably pretty far off. <laughs> um let's see i mean i don't know if is the is a yacht our vibe really like we got the flares so don't we need like a fire vibe not a water vibe uh what's a fire thing should we do a fire festival round two <laughs> if you know you know uh no let's not do that um burning man that's it let's do something burning man themed <laughs> that'd be dope um yeah okay let's see all right no one else on twitter for now um and I see no questions on the Discord either, so maybe I'll give it a little more wait time. And uh... all right, Smitten asks, any news on merch? Um, no news. Uh, one community member did. So, like, uh, back to the question I answered earlier about priorities. Like, merch is pretty down there because um, it'd probably benefit relatively few people, even though like some people I know would be like super down to get merch, but it's not really, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, hope, I hope it's clear why it's a <laughs> low priority thing, um, but like merch would be awesome, right? Um, and uh, there's been some great ideas for merch. So it's definitely something we want to do um, and then one uh, user did contact me and they were like, hey, would it be cool if I um, created some prototypes and uh, see how much it would cost to like get a store up and something like that, which was awesome that they are taking that initiative. So I'm kind of waiting for them to 
uh, see what they're gonna come up with. Um, yeah. All right, JDB asks, what do you feel is the biggest risk to the project at the moment? Let's see, biggest risk. Hmm. So one I've uh, thought about, I don't think that, okay, this is probably not the biggest, but one that I think is interesting is uh, right now we use Pith and it's free. Eventually, Pith will launch a token, and um, they will, re in order to consume their Oracle data, we'll need to pay probably in their token, I think, um, to consume that data. So that will be an additional cost that we don't have right now. So yeah, the question is, how large will that cost be? And honestly, I have no idea. But I guess, you know, like, I'm assuming it won't be that large because otherwise, like, no one would use it. Um, so I assume it's going to be quite cheap, but, like, I just don't know. So, yeah, that's one thing. Um, biggest risk. I mean, so, like, for example, a catastrophic scenario, if I were to imagine one would be where like uh, Pith publishes the wrong price and then we make like a horrible trade like for example we sell soul for like like one dollar or something you know <laughs> and it's a trade so it'd be like irreversible right um but i think Pith's oracle is pretty robust they have a lot of a lot of data providers and their algorithm for aggregating the data is also good and they have confidence intervals as well we have safety checks in place so i think that's probably okay um then there's the jupiter aspect where like we're reliant on jupiter to get a bunch of volume right so if Jupiter never um, expands, if uh, increasingly more users don't use Jupiter, that would suck for us. Um, like, so one thing is uh, the way Orca and Radium, at least traditionally, have operated is like they try to get. Um, various apps to integrate their decks directly and so when you swap on whatever apps website or whatever it routes you to orca or to radium and uh yeah instead of jupiter and you know from an ecosystem perspective like it would definitely be better to integrate with jupiter the reason being that the traders would get um, better prices that way. Like, it's just a no-brainer, right? Like, why would you limit yourself to a single DEX? There's no UX advantage, because Jupyter UX is amazing. Um, I mean, Orcas is great too, but it's like, you know, like, they're basically, like, equivalent in terms of the goodness of the UX. Actually, Jupyter might be better. <laughs> 
Um, so I guess one other aspect is like the SDK. How is it, how easy is it to integrate Jupiter versus Orca, say? And uh, I think from what I hear, like I'm not, I'm not a dev, so I can't, I don't know, but like I've heard, you know, the Orca SDK is great. And I've also heard the Jupiter SDK is great. So I assume like there's no like significant difference there either. But um, yeah, I'm not really sure like how these decisions get made. So if like places just kept integrating Radium or Orca and not Jupiter, that would suck for us. Uh, it wouldn't ruin us because we already get like decent volume. Like we're already making good revenue, right? So even if like things stayed as they currently are, like that's still like fine for us, but it would be a lost opportunity. There, There's so much more room, there's so much more volume that could be captured by us. If only the swappers knew that they could get better prices on Jupiter. Um, yeah, let's see, any other risks? Um, there's always like hacking risk. Um, yeah, and the thing is, it was like all these risks I'm mentioning, like it's really difficult to assign probabilities to them. So it's hard to say like which one is the biggest risk. <laughs> Not really sure. But I mean, there definitely are risks. Um, but none I'm like super duper worried about at the moment, at least. Yeah. All right. Okay, Binox asks, people often ask me whether a dust pool is being considered here. It's the prime shitcoin on Solana. I thought we were the prime shitcoin. <laughs> or have we graduated from shitcoin? Um, <laughs> I kid. But uh, dust, um, I don't think dust is supported by Pith, right? And that's a requirement, basically, unless we're going to create a custom oracle. But yeah, custom oracles only make sense for basically stable coins or soul-based tokens, like staked soul tokens, like MSOL and STSOL and stuff. So yeah, making a custom oracle for Dust wouldn't really be meaningful. Um... Yeah, so basically Dust would first have to be traded on centralized exchanges and have a lot of volume there, which seems unlikely because, like, it's used, um, like, its utility is all on chain, right? Um, it's not really a, I mean, you can speculate on price, obviously, but, like, it has a bunch of utility is my understanding. So, yeah, I'm not sure what the point of putting it on a, Centralized exchange would be. All right. JDB says Oracle cost could be another impediment to competitors. Uh, you mean um, other competitors would also have to pay the Oracle cost? I think very few of our competitors or none. <laughs> Yeah, I think none are using uh, Pith. None of the DEXs, that is. Other apps on Solana do use Pith, but not the DEXs. 
as far as I know. Um, <laughs> Bandit Xerox says, Pith Senpai, you better not rug us. <laughs> yeah, nah. I think, uh, I mean, if they make it too expensive, they're rugging themselves, so I think it'll be fine. All right, Metaverse asks, any other projects approached you for the same deal as UXD yet? And how are you guys reaching out? Yeah, so we reached out soon after we made the announcement um, through our Medium article. And uh, let's see. I mean, yeah, pro projects definitely have reached out. At first, we reached out to a bunch. But then after that, some others, which we hadn't considered, also reached out. So, yeah, more on the way. You can look forward to that. Uh, JDB says, yes. Uh, regarding the uh, Oracle cost, competitors paying the Oracle cost thing. Yes, if someone was trying to compete, replicate, Lifinity, then they would also be subject to whatever Pith charges. I see. So, yeah, talking about competitors who try to do what we do. Yeah, that's true. That would all that would increase the barrier to entry. Yeah. All right. My persona asks, why not have a smart contract option per address to select if distribution should be in VE Lifinity or tokens? So you can do pooled buying and do distributions. Yeah, so I think what you're saying is you could we could create a vault where everyone has the option to deposit their VE Lifinity, and then if they want it to be compounded, then they can just deposit in that vault. And then all the VE Lifinity in that vault, all their rewards will be compounded. And if you don't put it in the vault, then you can just claim the way you do right now. Yeah, so that actually is an option we considered. And... Uh, I I can't speak to the details, but apparently like it adds a bunch of complexity to rewards claiming and stuff. Um so it was deemed suboptimal. So yeah, currently that's not the option we are looking to do. But yeah, I mean like theoretically that does make sense. So yeah, we did consider it. <laughs> Metaverse says, I would say it's a good idea to get a pith alligator in case. It will give us any extra edge for tokens or access, etc. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think I disagree. Like, if they make it... So, for example, if they do something like, okay, if you have a pith alligator, you get 50% discount on fees. I think that would be a horrible business decision um it would skyrocket the price of pith alligators and also significantly decrease the revenue of the data providers because basically whoever is consuming the most data just buys a pith alligator and then they get 50 percent off so their largest customers they, they lose like 50% from their largest customers. <laughs> and uh, whoever has a pith alligator gets all the upside of that. So I don't know what the point of that would be. 
Um, and there's like only a hundred of them, right? Like it'd be really weird if they gave that kind of advantage to these NFT holders, like just 100. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. It just seems very unlikely to me. My Prasanna says, because otherwise we need to do one Solana transaction per coin claim per address. And then each click will be market buying instead of you guys phasing out the buys properly. I mean, I think, in fact, this is another argument for having the transactions being done by the user instead of the protocol. Because how do we do these, these market buys smoothly? Like that's not a easy question to answer. And also like it can get, it can get easily front run. Like the more it's done by one centralized entity, even if governed by like an algorithm that does the purchases, like that's still easier to front run than like thousands of participants doing it randomly. Um, so I mean, like in a set, like slightly more inconvenient, right? Cause they have to do all the transactions themselves instead of the protocol doing it. But um, yeah, it would def definitely be more open to exploitation than users doing it themselves individually. Yeah, I guess there's just no perfect solution, unfortunately. But yeah, people people want this, so we're building it. TLDR. Um, Metaverse says, or it could be five percent, or the one hundred gives, the one hundred give you increase increased access to the team or extra tools. I mean, no one has more access to their team than us. Okay, I'm slightly exaggerating, but like, you know, we're very well connected with Pith. Like we don't need increased access. Um extra tools. If they limited their tools based on whether you have an NFT, also a very bad business decision. I mean, imagine like, hey, we have this SDK um and it has some secret functions that you can only access if you have the NFT. Like <laughs> That, like limiting your composability significantly so yeah like yeah we're, we're not gonna speculate on pith alligators <laughs> yeah, it's just not gonna happen um cool okay metaverse again okay what about just being supportive to the protocol you need to survive i mean we are like our dex is what's supporting it dude did you buy a pith alligator and you're trying to get us to raise the price like <laughs> what is this obsession with pith alligators <laughs> like us using pith is the greatest support we can give them like uh we're giving them great visibility and I mean them to us as well. Like, you know, on Twitter, like we retweet each other's stuff. We often tag Pith because, um, yeah, we are reliant on their Oracle and uh, they're great. Uh, that's the greatest support we're giving them. Um, I don't think they really care if we buy their NFT or not. <laughs> uh, 
Um, let's see, where am I? Yeah, okay. So my persona asks, where can we see what's the balance sheet of the protocol-owned liquidity? Um, yeah, so the last time we gave an update on this was soon after the VEIDO. Uh, would love to give another update. Um, in fact, you know, would love to have this in the data dashboard so you can just see it live all the time. But that'll take some time to implement. So the reason, um, so yeah, uh, it actually takes a bunch of effort to um, aggregate all the data into an easily consumable form of what the current state of the POL is, um, which is why we don't do it like frequently. And also we're looking to make some uh, purchases, um, adding liquidity to our pools um, and also buying liquidity for new pools. So yeah, we were kind of waiting for to do that before giving the update because if we did it after, people would be asking again, can you give another update? So yeah, that's kind of the current plan. Um, waiting till we uh, deploy more liquidity and then giving the update. Yeah. All right, so uh, second part of the question. And the yield we are generating is 24% APY with perhaps less than 50% of capital deployed. Yes, about 50% of capital deployed. Oh yeah, I guess maybe less now because the the price of um, the assets we did deploy went down. So yeah, and the other half was USDC, so that is now more than 50%, I think, yeah. So, but yeah. We're generating a total of 24% APY, half of which is used for buybacks and half uh, distributed to VE liquidity holders. Uh, okay, continuing with the question. Can you include these in the metrics you are publishing? Um, let's see. You mean the uh, the monthly revenue images? The one that says 12% APR per VE Lifinity. Uh, we could. Um, yeah, I mean, I imagine there is some confusion on that front. Um, let's see. I don't know if it'd be useful to mention how much of our capital we deployed. I mean, like, we don't want to include too much in the graphic, right? Because it's basically, um, like, if you know, you know. So it doesn't even need to be shown. And I feel like this is more of an outward-facing graphic. Like, it does let the community know the APR. I think that's the, the most significant part. But then also, like, it's great for showing um, people who are not in the Lifinity ecosystem that, one, we're distributing... Um, our sustainable yield to our token holders. And uh, yeah, kind of lost my train of thought. But yeah, so I'm not sure if it would be useful to include all those little details in the in the 
the infographics. But um, yeah, I might need to think about that a little bit more. Maybe you can remind me later. All right, continuing with the same question. Also, given a down market, I assume all deployed protocol-owned liquidity is going to have dropped in price a lot. What does the dev roadmap look like to utilize the rest of the funds? Okay, so for, yeah, first, yeah, I guess I mentioned earlier that the price had gone down for the assets we bought, like the Sol, BTC, ETH, etc. Uh, what does the dev roadmap look like to utilize the rest of the funds? Do we see a world where APY goes to like 48% with double the capital deployed? Um, 48, like I wouldn't say, I I don't think it would double. That's optimistic because Seoul USDC is our best pool, right? Um, and probably any other pool will not be as good as Seoul USDC. So the API we have right now is relatively high compared to um, whatever new pools we're going to add would be my guess. So yeah, 48%, probably a bit optimistic is my guess. Um, what does a dev roadmap look like to utilize the rest of the funds? Basically, we're just gonna add more pools and deploy more liquidity. That's basically it. Um, yeah. Okay, I think I answered all those questions. Let me know if you need any more clarification or if I missed something. Triple zero X, piecing out. Thanks for joining in. Auto Catalytics says, a while back you mentioned Serum as a potential competitor. Has your view updated? Uh, no. I mean, so to be exact, it's not Serum that's the competitor per se, but the market makers on Serum. So sometimes the market makers become much less active. And recently they haven't been as active as they used to be. Um, and that's part of the reason why we raised fees because um, before we had to lower them to be competitive with the market makers on Serum, but now they're not as active so we can raise them and still um, be more competitive basically. So yeah, this is constantly changing. Um, yeah. Benox says, is Luffy Peblo? Who is Peblo? Is that a One Piece character? I don't even know. <laughs> Uh, my persona says, are the flare flare funds separate from the protocol owned liquidity? Yeah, so some people have been calling it flare owned liquidity, which I think is a good term. Uh, F O L. So yeah, they are separate from the protocol owned liquidity. Um, the flare owned liquidity is composed of the funds that we raised from the sale of the flares. And the protocol-owned liquidity is composed of funds we raised from the VEIDO. Uh, and uh, continuing with the question, those are just two completely separate metrics in terms of APY, and they sometimes share the profitable pools like Sol USDC. Yeah, so they basically have a um, proportional share of the pools. So like if protocol owned liquidity 
was 80% of all the assets and flare owned liquidity was 20% of all the assets. Then protocol owned liquidity will um, have 80% of the pools and 20% uh, of pools is flare owned liquidity. Uh, and yeah, last time we uh, released the the report of our liquidity and how it's distributed, we uh, we showed like what percent the flare owned liquidity and the protocol owned liquidity, um, how much yeah how much of it they they had. So yeah, in our next update, you'll be able to see that too. Metaverse says, how's the team going? More specifically, are they eating well? Getting out of the house and getting some sunshine. Are you exercising, Durden? Yeah, I did some squats yesterday. Uh, my hamstrings, is that your hamstrings? Uh, those leg muscles on the underside, I think. Yeah, those are, those are killing me right now. Um, sunshine. Yeah, so I like I like sunshine. Um sometimes I go on my rooftop, take my shirt off, get that vitamin D, you know. Am I eating well? I think so. Uh Yeah, I think so. Um I can't speak for the other team members. I don't know if they're getting their vitamin D. <laughs> or exercising, but uh, you have to ask them yourselves. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, no one on Twitter. Uh, Metaverse says, they never come here, though. You are the only vocal team member. This is by design. That is how things should be. Um, task switching is is a big cost if you're not familiar with it. There's a bunch of literature on it. Um, if they were in relationship with Durden, say say that again. Said you build one reputation, one relationship with a project through Durden. You have a standardized interface so everyone gets a consistent experience, and that experience is Durden. That's a great one. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Yeah, that is that is the strategy. Um, like they are developing the protocol. Like they're they're programming, or at least that's a lot of what they do. And um, if you're constantly switching between checking Discord and writing your program, like that will uh, make your programming experience that much worse, that much slower, that much less quality. And so it's important that they are able to stay focused without distractions on that. So having me as like a dedicated Discord guy is good rather than like, you know, spreading it evenly among us, for example. Uh, it wouldn't be good. Um, downside is you don't get to hear them talk, I guess. All you get is me. Deal with it. <laughs> All right. My persona asks, how is the team salaries, etc., funded? So 20% of, or about 20% of the funds raised in the VEIDO 
uh, went to fund the team. So that is how we are funded. Uh, when do the team's Lefinity tokens unlock? So we have a six-month cliff from the VEIDO, and our tokens will be vested over four years. So it's been about two months since the IDO, so about four months later, our tokens will start unlocking. Um, I will announce it when we start unlocking, so you can all dump. <laughs> um, actually, I, I had this thought, I was like, because I feel pretty indifferent between um, selling the Lefinity and locking the Lefinity. So from like your guys' perspective, um, if I sell the Lefinity, the price goes down. Um, if I lock the Lefinity, I dilute your rewards. So um, it's like, which do you prefer? I might actually ask. <laughs> Say what? You can airdrop them to us. <laughs> the third option. <laughs> Nah, dude, I'm I'm not that benevolent. Come on. <laughs> That's true. Maybe it's about time I boot you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was thinking like maybe I will hold a vote to ask what people would prefer me to do, just for fun. But because I actually do feel kind of indifferent, I'm I would be okay with both options. I feel like. Um, let's see. Eventually, the system is going to withstand any type of project team, and you're going to be one of us. Lock like everyone else and become part of the overall system. Yeah, that is that is the ultimate goal, although it'll be a difficult and winding path to get there, I'm sure. Uh, governance of DeFi protocols has always been really difficult. It seems like it's hard to find it being done very well. But yeah, we hope to get there someday. Um, yeah, continuing with uh, my Prasanna's questions. How are you feeling given the bear market? It's a great project and very, very underrated. Will you guys be able to survive motivation-wise in the bear market? Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, like personally, I find working for Lefinity very fun. It's the best job I've ever had. It's very intellectually stimulating. I think for me, that's like one of the most important aspects of a job is that it's intellectually stimulating, which I find this to be. Um, it's also like, uh, there's not a strict schedule of like, you got to be working from this time to that time. Um, anyways, <laughs> just speaking for myself, like I'm very motivated. I very much enjoy what I'm doing. Um, bear market, like, I mean, we were ready for it, right? Like, we were literally born in the bear market. Okay, that's not true. <laughs> I guess the the project was started to be developed in during the bull market um, last year. Back in uh, team started coding in May or something before I joined. But um, uh, our our launch 
when we really started to gain some traction, that was in the bear market. And we did our VEIDO in the bear market. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's totally normal. I'm, I'm totally used to it by now, basically. And, uh, like, we're, we're doing really well even in a bear market. So it's like, I don't know. It doesn't bother me at all. And, like, uh, you know what they say about projects that are built during the bear market. You do know what they say about those projects, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about where we are. Um, Darren is a really amazing relations guy, super deep technically. I've never seen anyone as good as I've interacted with. Hats off. Thanks, sir. I appreciate that. All right, K57 says, bear market lasts since six months. We already made it halfway. Yeah, I mean, who knows how much longer it'll be. I certainly don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing good. We're doing fine. Um, My persona says, obviously, quote, lock and quote, hodl. So long-term skin in the game. Oh, referring to what I do with my uh, team tokens. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm down. Um, yeah, and I can just imagine some people preferring me to sell because all they care about is the revenue being distributed to them. Like, if you're just planning to hold forever, for example, then you don't want me to lock. You want me to sell. Because <laughs> then, one, your rewards don't get diluted, and two, you get to buy Lefinity cheaper. So yeah, I could I could imagine like there's people who who value add to who? To the ecosystem, to the protocol, to everything. Oh oh you want to incentivize it. I mean, it's the same thing, same reason you give stock as incentives in uh, large-scale businesses because you want to incentivize high talent and people you want to be long-term contributors to the protocol. We want Durden to lock because we want him to be here in the long term because, you know what, Durden, you have a job right now, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen long-term, who knows, nothing's finite. But if you lock, you're stuck in the protocol, we know, at least four years, so lock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the other way can be, uh, what was I going to say? I mean, yeah, obviously that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I can, I can easily imagine. I just like to, I like to cause trouble, so. <laughs> yeah, for real. Now I can, but I can totally imagine people, um, arguing for the other. Anyways. Uh, if I do that, that'll be a fun experiment. See what the community <laughs> says I should do. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like uh, since we were vested over four years, like um, in terms of like incentive alignment, um, like it's I don't it doesn't seem like a problem even if I sold. Like there's still like a really long time where I'm continue where I'm still incentivized to do what's good for the protocol because i have f four whole years left <laughs> but anyways um yeah uh let's see 
a farmer says, hey Durden, just wanting to get an idea what's on the agenda at the moment for the Lefinity team at the moment for the short to midterm. Right, let's see. So, I mean, to be honest, we're like always working on so many things simultaneously. That's what it feels like. So one thing is more pools, more market making as a service slash liquidity as a service partnerships. So in talks with a bunch of teams regarding that, um, there's volatility adjusted fees. There's the compound to VE Lafinity button. Uh, what else was there? This is like something where Luffy would be able to give a better answer. He has it all laid out, I believe. <laughs> um, there's the monthly newsletter coming out, which will be pretty fucking dope. Like, you ain't ever seen a newsletter so detailed <laughs> in your life. Um, let's see what else. Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm thinking of making a proposal regarding solvent and providing liquidity to um, SVT Flare, which is their uh, what would you, you call that? Their fractionalized version of flares. Um, and providing liquidity to that using our bot back flares. <clears throat> uh, let's see. And then there's the the proposal regarding X Lefinity. Um, yeah, I, th I feel like there's still some discussion left to do with that. Yeah, so those are some of the things that come immediately to mind. There's probably some other things too, but yeah, a lot to keep track of. Um, and we got some AMAs coming up with uh, Samo and uh, Metaplex uh, tomorrow and the day after. Yeah, those are some things. All right, Metaverse says, how did the team's efforts go in hiring and expanding? Is not a good time or bad? Or is now a good time or bad? Um, yeah, so after the VEIDO, we decided not to expand the team. The main reason was uh, the amount we raised. Definitely enough to keep our team going, but if we had expanded the team, that would have um, limited our runway quite a bit. So yeah, we, we decided it's better to keep the team small and um, yeah, so the trade-off there is with a smaller team, you can um, develop, your, your development will be slower, naturally. But um, yeah, you don't have to pay as much. But also another further advantage of small teams is that it's easier to organize. There's less overhead um, communicating and make sh making sure everyone's on the same page and all that. So yeah, there is definitely an advantage to that as well. Um, and I feel like our team is like doing quite a lot. 
Um, but I don't know, like, I'm the one doing the stuff, so maybe it's just me that feels like it. I don't know what it looks like from your guys' perspective, but... Anyhow, yeah. Uh, and then they follow up, exactly how many people now? Any outsourcing code? Uh, no outsourcing. Well, it depends how you define that. Like, we have our core contributors, which is the four of us, which you can see on our team channel in our Discord. And then we have a couple part-time contributors. Those are the burninators in our Discord. Um, so if you consider part-time contributors to be outsourcing code, uh, yeah, I guess it just depends on that. But yeah, so there's basically six of us. All right, and uh, Lieutenant Lollipops asks, sorry, what's that? I said the community's part of the team. I mean, yeah, you can definitely, in one sense, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, the community is definitely important for marketing. Um, so thank you, community. <laughs> uh, let's see. So you say, when bribes? Yeah, bribes, bribes later. I mean, the before we can do bribes, we need to create the infrastructure for selling discounted VE Lafinity or LP tokens. So that comes first. And we won't do that until we've deployed all our liquidity and we need more liquidity. Like, uh, if we don't need more liquidity, then there's no purpose for the for that infrastructure for selling discounted VE Lafinity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're t talking about some other bribes, yeah, just hit me up. You know, <laughs> I mean, actually, I have no idea what you would bribe me for, but <laughs> um, let's see. My persona asks, what does the team runway look like? Like, how many months and how to sustain it long term? Once twenty percent of the IDO funds are exhausted. Yeah, so actually we can measure it in years. We have multiple years of runway. So um, given the current team size. So yeah, I think we're pretty well funded. Not enough to expand the team, but yeah, to continue on, we're good. And then also after one year, if you look in our um, part four of our tokenomics, we mentioned that 10% um, of the protocol revenue will be used for continued development. So that will be going to us, at least initially. Um, again, like the uh, future vision is that like we become much more decentralized and those funds um, can be directed to, you know, whatever outside contributors, I mean, outside as in like, well, everyone becomes an outside quote, outside contributor. <laughs> um, but yeah, for the time being, when we're the, the main developers of the protocol, that will be directed to us. So that will help us to continue longer as well. Um, let's see. 
yeah, so bottom line, I think we're in a good place, which is amazing given that we don't even have any VCs or to put it differently, you guys are the VCs for us. So yeah, thank you for your support and uh, we're going to keep building. Uh, K57 says, thank you, Durden, for the AMA. Team is awesome. Project is awesome. Take care and do some sport. <laughs> Thanks, man. I will try to play a sport. What sport should I play? I have no idea. I used to play sports a lot in high school, but not really anymore. All right, well, I think we've reached the end of our questions, unless Quantity has, or no, they just say, great AMA session, picked up more flares. Oh, thank you. Very nice. You love God just arrived. <laughs> yeah, we can do a music party after this. Um, actually, I was planning to play that um, that YouTube link you posted yesterday, I think. Yeah, for those who don't know, You Love God is like our music guru. Always post in those sweet tunes that we can uh, listen to after the AMA <laughs> for a chill time together. Um, yeah. French Canadian music. It's unique. <laughs> you might want to skip some. Sounds good. All right. But yeah, I think we've uh, exhausted the questions. Thanks for all the good questions, everyone. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So if you want to chill out with some music, stick around. Otherwise, thanks for joining. And see you next time.